On this week's episode, we have the Choose a Life, Not a Knife campaigner and L5 original, Darren G. Hope you all enjoy. Yeah, yeah. Nice one for coming on anyway. I've just been there getting lost with trying to get in the link and that's so I've just had to download that app. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't know whether you needed the app on your phone or not, but... Um, I've got it on me the phone. It's on me the phone, on me the setup, but I haven't got it on this one. Yeah. But it's all right now, it's boxed. Yeah, sound. How are you anyway? Good. Sammy, yeah. Yeah. Um, it was on your, um, your Twitter the other day and I saw you'd, you'd done a lot about Saunders and Canelo, you know, the build-up. I was just wondering if you watched it last night. Did you catch the fight or...? I never got to watch it, lad, but I've, I sort of, I didn't really want to watch it, to be honest with you, mate. Did you, did you watch it yourself? Yeah, yeah. The highlights, really, I didn't stay up for it, like, but um, the highlights were, were, were enough, like, to be fair, he caught a, caught a decent shot, didn't he? And he's, You can see the shot, you can see the shot that, that stopped him dead. It is what yeah, it is, yeah, you yeah. can't fight on. If he would have went into that ninth round, it was over for him. Yeah. No, no. Well, the thing is, with Canelo, it's like, um... It's like he preempted his movements, you know, the previous rounds, and he knew he was going to duck, and then it was just the accuracy of that right, and it was like, had him like a duck, mate. Yeah, yeah. you could see, you could, you could see the difference in class, couldn't you? Yeah. Well, yeah, and that's what I mean. Saunders... There weren't much difference. Don't get it wrong, that Billy Joe Saunders, lad, he, he's a proper fighter, yeah. but I don't, I don't think he was ready for that level just yet. Possibly, I think he got yeah. rushed into that fight too soon. Yeah, he said he'd had a good prep and everything, but. They'd say a lot. You got to say this, haven't you? Pre-fight and all that. You can't go in like half ass sort of thing. So yeah, yeah. And and some of them stables, some of them world champion fighters who are getting on them world stages, they're just like the boys. Yeah, yeah. They, they're out on the weekend getting bevy. They've done the training and and made the weight. They'll go and have a little bevy because they think it's not going to affect them because they you don't understand what I mean. Yeah, not yeah. everyone. Yeah. yeah. He spent a lot of time. He sort of jinxed there. himself, didn't he? He jinxed himself as well, though, didn't he? Because a few months ago, he was writing that kid off Which and one? saying, um, "You shouldn't come out the ring with an eye. You know, oh, you should yeah. go to the floor." So he yeah, sort of yeah, jinxed yeah. himself. Oh, Dubois was it? The heavyweight? That's yeah. it. Yeah, he was yeah, writing, yeah, he was writing yeah. that Dubois off oh, he, a few he? months ago and then kicked onto that. So, well, I watched yeah. one of his um, his interviews this week, and he's he's with the boxing journalist, and he's he's going, I, "I'm not." Um, uh, the only reason I'll stop fighting is if I stop breathing Saturday. But I don't know. It's it's you. You don't take the punch, do you? You don't know what it feels like. He might have just felt his eyes gone in there, and maybe it's it's, it's a lesson. You know, if you're a, if you're a fighter, if you've been in, if you've been in the fight he's been in, if you've got the you know when you've got a serious injury, like you don't need an expert to be telling you you're injured. You're on it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. At the same time, like he's probably had experts in his corner saying you're not going out, and he's wanted to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, he's, he's got to live to fight another day, haven't you? That that's his life. Well, that's what, he's providing for his family, isn't he? So he's got to be he's got to be safe first, hasn't he? He's had his pay. Yeah, and what he's done, lad. What he's done by coming off there straight away. I don't know whether he's got a rematch in his claws. Possibly. Yeah, if he would have yeah. went, if he would have went into the ninth round, lad, and got his, he would have got bladdered. He would have got knocked out in the ninth because he was half half a man with one eye. So he would have just got. So the fact that he's pulled out and has it been KO'd and it's been done by a TKO sort of thing, don't know. You never know. You don't know what they've got in the clause, whether he's got an opportunity to have another match. Yeah, Canelo yeah. looks pretty impressive at that weight, doesn't he? I'm not sure um, Lads, I'm not he's sure just... beating at that weight. Lads, if, if he went up to heavyweight, if he went up to heavyweight and kept the power and the speed he's got, wow. 
Well, he fought uh, Kovalev at light heavy, didn't he? And, and did a number on him. And, you know, Kovalev it, hits as, as strong as anybody. I remember him. Andre Ward was going to fight a heavyweight, weren't he? He was going to fight Tony Bellew. And then he was even talking of him fighting Anthony Joshua at, at one point. But these elite-level Americans and Mexicans, they've just got our number, haven't we, for whatever reason? I was saying to Steve just before you come on, we, we just different can't intensity, to do them. Different intensity, the way they train. Different setups, different cultures. That's all it is. We've got a party. We've got a. It doesn't matter what superstar you're getting from this country. You've had the party lifestyle, and it's very hard to leave behind. No, that's 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 true. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, it's Western culture in a way, isn't it? Like, yeah, just... that's what it is. The culture's massive. Yeah. It's messed up, isn't it? If you if you look at our culture compared to theirs, our yeah. culture's just in a mess, isn't it? Whether we like it or not, it's just it's it's well. Uh, yeah, a lot of it's like people want this instant gratification, and I don't know, like it, like you say, it's a lifestyle for them. And um, I think years ago, who was it? Was it Naz for Barrera? And Barrera was training in the mountains and everything, and he done a job on Naz, didn't he? Nazim Hamad and in things York, like that. Yeah. Naz, yeah. Naz looked unbeatable at that point, and um, he come up against Barrera, who was who was tough as fucking. He'd been partying, hadn't he? He'd been doing what he was doing. And, and Barrera ended his career, essentially, didn't he? He never recovered after that fight. But you're mm. right, that it, it is a lifestyle thing. And I think, like, Billy Joe Saunders and Tyson Fury, obviously, they're in, like, the MTK camp. And they were in Marbella, weren't they, for six, 12 months training. And I know the training serious and everything else. Tyson Fury, you know, unreal. Look, uh, you, you, you've got to look at what happened to Conor McGregor, mate. Yeah, you know, he, he aligned himself to MTK Global for a year or so, and he lost his fights. He went under. He went went to bits. I, I'm not sure whether he's jogged them on, but I think he's aligned himself to someone else right now, and he's back on fire again. He looks like the normal Conor McGregor again, doesn't he? Yeah, in the training. He Whereas the last year he's been yeah. off track a little bit, and he acting gangsterism and all this stuff, and now all of a sudden he's back on page a little bit. So uh, for me. Um, MTK Global is not a good organisation to be getting kids off the streets and putting them into gyms because they're destroying careers more than furthering them, mate. That's that's this is my opinion. I'm not. I'm. I'm yeah. sorry to be coming on your show talking about it, mate. But no, it's you've got, opinion, you, you've, yeah. got, you've, you've got. We don't got puzzle gym, anyone got, on it, mate. Right, you've got gyms in Liverpool, mate. I don't have to name them, but you've got fighting MMA gyms and boxing gyms, and they've been funded by MTK Global behind the scene for the last 10, 15, since they got going, basically. Yeah, so mm-hmm. since they've got going, they've been funding these gyms and the runs on it. There's one on Langy, don't need to say the name, you know quite well what I'm referring to. And that gym gets all the boys in there. Some of the boys are getting, you're a good boxer, do you want to go and train in Marbella? You're good, you're good, you're good, you're good. Five of the strong kids are there getting sent to Marbella on the promise that the career is going to be nice. Yeah. When they get over there, it shuts down, they've got nothing left and they've got an option, go back home to the rain or stay here and do a bit of George. The majority of them stay over there and do George, lad. Mm. And they've all got promising careers, but they've ended up with them and the careers have just been sabotaged. Do you understand? And yeah, that's where they work, and that's what I don't like about it. It's a bit but of a it's, path, as you say, isn't it? It's, it's that that lifestyle choice where if you are in that in that sort of world, you've got to be living like a monk, haven't you? And the most important thing to you has got to be, you know, that 12-week fight camp or whatever. And you find with a lot of lot of local lads, I mean, Liverpool is a city. The amount of fighters, MMA, boxer, you know, street fighters, whatever, the amount of fighters we produce in Liverpool is is stupid. But the amount of them that get to the top, top, top level is very, very slim. It's very rare, mate. And why is it rare? It's because the people they surround themselves with as they're growing up. 
And that's it, mate. You can't come away from it. If you, I've seen loads of kids, whether it's football, boxing. Let's look at this example, David Burke. Now, David Burke in his time, like, wow, he was smashing. He was an Olympic medalist, mate. You know, he was going places. He was under Frank Warren. I can remember David Burke getting 55, 55 grand a fight when I'm 20. Yeah. Right? But he ended up on the colf with my older brother. Yeah. Two, three years down the line, he's finished, shaking off it. He's still in the boxing game now, but the coke gripped him and sort of ruined him. It was like Billy Kenny. Another kid from Bayara State, Billy Kenny, used to play for Everton, smashing it, flying in the Everton game, bang on the coke. Yeah. Lee Pryor. Another kid, Lee Pryor, going to get banging it, smashing it out. It, 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 it finished. Yeah. The drugs are destroying our communities. It's getting older, the talent, and it's just killing them off. Yeah, well, I was reading um, Joey Barton's book, funny enough, about 18 months ago, and this is um, comparing it with football, but if, if you make it as an athlete in boxing or football, you're likely working class area. You you won't get a rich kid who'll go, go and be a boxer. It's rare, in it? But he was saying it's like, take him, you know, Rashford, he, he's doing all right. He's a nice lad, he seems, but... You, 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 they've got no money and then all of a blink of an eye they're just loaded do you know what I mean and it's there's, Joey Barton was saying there's not really sort of a practice in place that helps a young man deal with that you know they've got nothing in the bank account then all of a sudden they've got 55 grand after a fight yeah like it's 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 so unnatural and um, there's nothing in place that really measures that and it's one of them, isn't it? Like society, it doesn't sympathise them people either because now they're effectively rich as well. So it's like, well, you can't have problems because he's got all this money. How can he have problems? And well, X, it's, it's Y, Z. brings them problems, like. Yeah, as yeah. You know, as, as you've just said, it's hard for most of them to deal with money all of a sudden landing in the bank account to a large amount. It's the money that's, wow. Why? Because with the money, you start finding out who your real friends are, who's bumming off you, who's disloyal. You get all this mad emotions going through your body, as you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, people, yeah. People start shitting on you slightly because you've got more money or people get in touch with you a bit more because you've got more dough. You become a bit... It's weird, like, I don't know what they're going through because I've never sat there with a million getting put into me yeah, yeah, on it. Same. But oh, I yeah, can imagine yeah. it. I've had a little bit of dough around me and you can see the, you can see the like... The I'll paradigm switch, you know, yeah. the type of thing can switch when you've got dough to when you haven't. Yeah, no, definitely. Like it's, um, but when it's it comes just... when it comes to that professionalism, all that you can see the difference, can't you? Mm. Like in the run up, you, you sort of get an idea who's the professional here. You're on it. So in the run up and in the build ups, you can see who's conducting themselves in a professional manner. Doesn't matter whether they're getting the beat at the end. The, the bottom line is they're keeping a sportsmanship. Yeah, yeah. They're not, they're not getting mixed up in all this Jake Paul nonsense. You see this dickhead from America? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he's, listen, he's destroying boxing, bro. Yeah. Whether you like it or not, he's destroying boxing. He is making a complete fucking show of boxing. See how many kids have been training for years to get on that stage, and then yeah. you just get a bell end off YouTube, bypassing yeah. all them years of training, Bypassing all that years of knowledge and just getting stayed in the ring with a with a world class fight like Mayweather. I know. Do you reckon it's like go on, Steve. Um, do you reckon it's because it's boxing the people are so against that? Because I I was thinking if it was tennis and it was like Jake Paul playing Federer or something, no one would be asked really because it wouldn't happen. It wouldn't happen boxing. in tennis. Well, it wouldn't I know. happen in tennis, mates. They couldn't yeah. just go. I want to be a tennis player for a day. Yeah, there's a grand. There's a registration. No way, lads. 
It wouldn't happen in snooker. It wouldn't unless it was a charity event. But these aren't charity events, lad. These are million pound events, bro. You know, these are yeah. world class stars. How the fuck well, is this going on? And I why is it going on? You had that first amateur fight, didn't you? Where they done it, they done it white collar. And to be fair, white white collar's fine, in it because any person can do that for charity training. Yeah. They done that, and I think Eddie Hearn, it was himself. I think he said, "I saw the numbers it done the amateur one," and I, I was like, "We need to get this on Sky, basically." What so you mean it, when he done it, when he done it with that KSI. Yeah, the, he yeah. saw that the numbers they got, and then he wanted to make the KSI Logan thing um, a pro fight as well, and then it's just. It's escalated. Like, just, and yeah, because you know why, mate? Because the, the money. Sorry, like one. Well, no, what I was saying, Dan, is with the, with the likes of Eddie, all he sees is them dollar signs, isn't it? So he sees the numbers, he sees what it's doing, and he's not asked about, as you've just said, them kids that have trained for 15, 20 years. That's what I'm saying. He's ripping the throat out of boxing's history from in this country. You know, don't forget the history in this country, Queensberry rules and all this shit, lad. He's ripping oh, yeah. them right out of everyone's throat, bro. Yeah, you can't yeah. you can't let money decide that you're going to get into this boxing match and 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 and, and fight one of these. Look who he's fighting next, lad. You've yeah. got a YouTuber who's gone from nothing to fighting Mayweather for hundred mil. <laughs> you've got Mad. you've got you, you, you've got you've got pure boxers up and down the land that have been training for 10, 15 years to get into this opportunity, and all of a sudden you've got some dickhead from America, fun boy, dyed blonde hair, just popping up and causing shit. And damaging boxing, I hope to God, and I pray to God, UFC don't let him, UFC don't let him fucking enter an octagon, bro. I, I, I hope because you know the minute he gets in that octagon, he's just gonna, he's, he's like he's, he's like he's destroying the steel vest on the chest of. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think he will personally because Dana White, he, White is always. Will, mate. I, I don't reckon he will, lah. I don't reckon he will. I I reckon he he wants to keep the integrity of his sport together, mate. Boxing's yeah. losing its integrity every year. He let that every year go in, though, didn't he? He let that wrestler go in who just got battered. That's CM Punk. I don't know if you remember that. But yeah, that Ben. Um, CM Punk. I don't, Phil Brooks's name is. He was in the WWE. Never had an MMA fight, and he put him in the UFC. But he might. He maybe he just thought fucking hell, I'm not doing that again. That was a disaster. Oh, well, famous wrestlers, they, they, that's an American sport. And when he's building his sport, he wants to get, you know, put it this way. If I just started a sport in America and I'm competing against WWE, I'd want to pull a few fans in. And that's how I'd do it, lads. Pull a few fighters in. That's how you yeah. do it, isn't it? Well, yeah. He's going to get the fan him, base there, definitely, yeah. That's it, yeah. For, for, him to, for him to pull this Paul Jake and let him go into Octagon with someone like fucking Darren Hill. Imagine it, bro. Yeah. Oh, no. She's going to destroy the credibility of the whole yeah, fucking yeah. organisation, it, And that's what boxing's let happen, in my eyes. Boxing entertaining this shit and keep on entertaining it. It's destroying boxing. It's destroying well, it. Well, that was one of the, the things that I was going to uh, pose to you because it's happening at a, at a more local level as now, uh, now as well, isn't it? You've seen a lot of um, lads in the YouTube game getting involved with the charity boxing and they are doing big numbers and... Obviously, you you know being um, an advocate an advocate of uh, choose a life, not a knife. Anything that gives money to charity is fantastic. But then when you turn it into this corrupt, um, you can't look business. It's look, just, look, nonsense, you know the two it? YouTubers, the you two YouTubers. Go on, go and have a fight. Make some dough yeah. off it. Good on you. Keep it YouTube. Keep it. You know how it is. 
Mm. When they're stepping into the professional ranks, jumping on the heads and shoulders of thousands of boxers throughout the world and yeah. just slotting right into these organizations, like what what who's he fighting under? What's what's the what you know? Is it is it WBC? Is it is it is it what? What's the fighting organizations? We don't even who's know. granted him the license to fight in their organization because yeah. they're destroying I'm, it. Do you understand I'm, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I don't know. What is this? This Mayweather one, with this won't be ranked, will it? But uh, the other kid, he's got three pro fights now, like three pro fights on BoxRec, that Jake Paul. And it's like, like you say, who is sanctioning that? Is it a state, maybe Nevada, or is it WBC, IBF, you know, all this stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we all know what America's like, don't we? Yeah. Well, so we don't, you know, you can give a backhander in America and get yourself on a, on a registration like that. Yeah. It is what it is. Well, MTK Global can get you a full classroom. <laughs> yeah. Probably get you a full classroom registered in a day. <laughs> well, there's no um, there's no weight classes, is there? There's no drug testing. It's um, you know, it's just it's cowboy sensor with them, isn't it? At the minute. I don't mean MTK, I mean all this um Jake Paul. I mean Jake Paul's not even fighting, Mayweather, it's Logan Paul, isn't it? And Jake Paul showed up at some presser. Oh, oh yeah. Look, they're just a pair of dickheads, lads. They're a pair of knobheads from America who's just started a YouTube channel off, got crazy on it, started getting dope, started doing all the smashing it. Yeah. They're absolutely smashing it. But yeah. they shouldn't be getting into the arenas, they're getting into Jordan boxing matches, like because they just all I'm asked about. I don't even know why I'm asked, but what I'm asked about is they're just destroying the integrity of boxing. That's what it is. It's the purity of the sport, isn't it? The purity it? of the sport. What are you doing? How are you letting some clown get in there and just scream at the top of a voice to millions around the world? It's all fixed. Yeah. It's the first thing out of his mouth when he won. It's fixed. Yeah. And you can tell the way that Ben went down. He was fucking paid to go down, bro. He got a million oh, quid. He need to take a right hand. away. He's a bang yeah. first punch, yeah. not getting up. Come on. You've seen the fights he's been in. He's took belts left, right and centre. This yeah. kid can't even punch proper. So it is what it is. That's what I was thinking. That fucking Robbie Lawler fight. Um, Robbie finished UFC fight and Lawler done a number on him. Like I don't know how he was still standing, but that, that, that Lawler lad is that the Scouser Lawler? No, no, he's he's American. Um, Robbie, Lawler, but he, he honestly after this, just watch it. Like um, was it, just yeah, yeah. Like he just done him in. Like put him down. Like lifted him up, put him down, and the beat and Askren took on it, but. Like you say, it could have been, yeah, probably was a fix. Or... It is what it is. Yeah. Look, Jay Paul and that, no, if I win this fight, I'll probably call anyone else. Yeah. yeah. They knew if I win this fight, the, the gates are open for other fights. So it is what it is, lad. Yeah. Well, it's just all bullshit. You've just got some ticker manipulating the masses. Fine. The best you can manipulate them. Got himself into these arenas, making pure go off it. Good luck to him. But in my eyes, he's wrecking the integrity of the sport. And the more these real boxers and these real fighters and promoters entertain this dickhead, it's just going to destroy the, the sport even more and more and more. It's going to dishearten thousands of youngsters who mm. are going to think, well, if he can get there like that, I can fucking get there like that, you're on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what? I, to be honest with you, I think boxing's added to today. Well, it has a, a big fight every now and again, doesn't it? Like, I, I was... But, lads, it, it is what it is. We get the same bullshit. We get the build-up. We get two firms hating each other. They go to the fight. Next minute, they're kissing each other. And we have a little party after. You, you know what? Same bullshit. Then you've got this BKB. You know that BKB? The bare-knuckle boxing. 
Oh, shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Now, see that bare knuckle boxing, lad? Yeah. You see that? If you haven't looked at it, go and look at it. Go and look at Seamus. There's a kid in there called Seamus. I spoke to him months ago. Boss kid. He's he's one of the champions in there. But if you go and look at it, lad, they do everything by Queensberry rules. Yeah. Queensberry rules to the T. And that's yeah. why it's... That's why... And if you look around on the YouTube, now you're seeing all these different organisation promotions of BKB, you're on it? Yeah. I yeah, think that's yeah. the way forward. I think that's the way where the money's going to be going in boxing. I think they're making, for some reason, I think they're making football a more dominant girl sport. That's in my eyes. They're bringing all these gladiatorial sports to the masses, like your fighting sports, you know, your one-on-one sports. They're becoming regular everywhere. Anyone can do them in a back garden. I'll put them on YouTube. It's more like gladiatorial for the men. Mm. And it looks like they're building... It's look like, it looks like they deliberately destroyed the man's sport of football and the build and the woman's sport of football. Well, to be that's fair... Just my, that's just my eyes, you know, that's what I'm thinking. No, I, I, I know what you mean. That, they, they've just invested a, a, a shit ton into the women's Super League, haven't they? And I must admit, COVID and all the rest of it, uh, VAR, no fans, all this English Super League nonsense. Football it's disheartened all the men against football. Yeah, it is. It's very disheartening. Uh, that's the way the way to look at it. But they are pushing the women's game. Uh, you know, at the right same either. time, at the same time, mate, that's how they do the disheartening us and pushing that up further up the line with the um, with the bare knuckle boxing. There was a lad called um, he was mates with Conor McGregor. Do you remember him, the Russian Hammer? What was his name? Artem Lobov. His Artem name. Artem Lobov. Yeah, yeah he fought got... Paulie Malinaji. <laughs> what a record of fifty and fifty. Yeah, his record shocking. <laughs> He fought in knuckle boxing, and that that was a scrap and a half. That like Malinaj, he got beaten in the end, but his face was just ripped to pieces. It was it was naughty stuff. Yeah. So, what would you rather watch, lad? Would you rather watch? Um, just like so let's say, for instance, right? Would you rather watch Tony Bellew have his last fight with no gloves on, or with gloves on? When he fought David Hay, I would have loved him to uh, do David nope. Hay and like after what he'd been saying about the city. So right, right. So without the, yeah. without the gloves, without the gloves on though. Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm saying. How much more yeah. fun? How much more fun and appetizing would boxing be if there was no gloves? Well, would be ruthless. I don't know if like this might sound like proper bro sciencey, but I've heard like. When it's bare knuckle, there's actually less damage sometimes inflicted because the blows are more isolated. Whereas of it is because what happens is you see with your fist. That's what I mean. See with your fist, it's like a short landing yeah. stage, so it'll crack yeah. you and it'll hit your ear. With yeah. a glove, it's like a it's like a large landing stage. So when it hits you, the pressure spreads out yeah. and gives you a bit more of a, of a bigger thump. You're on it. And the damage like can take a bit longer to accumulate, you know, like the um the bleeds on the brain and that through accumulative blows with the gloves, and you might not realise till after the fight's ended, and then before you know it, you're in hospital and induced a coma or something. That happened a few times, hasn't it? But I'd be interested to see what the stats are with that bare knuckle and if it is anything like that. I'm sure I'm sure there is stuff with it, but that was just something I've heard on it, but I've not looked into it like myself, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I've been watching it a lot, mate, because I think that's the way forward. When when you want to see a proper fight now, I mean, the boxing's the art in it. Yeah, you can't yeah. get away from the art of the boxing, the art of fighting. You got the skills like Tyson Fury's and, and these are all these top class boxers. You can't take the, the talents away from them. You know what I mean? But I, I, what's I, going on? 
Yeah, I still prefer boxing to like UFC, MMA myself. Like I've I've always just preferred straight up boxing personally. Even though UFC is getting the popular vote now, like, but you just can't beat it. You know, the watching someone hit and not get it and things like that. It, it's science, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, boxing's boxing's about defense, really, isn't it? Well, yeah. yeah. That's why Mayweather. It's all about pound for pound, <laughs> isn't it? Because he look at his face; he doesn't look like he's ever even been in. <laughs> For you, Mayweather, like he's the best defensive boxer I've ever seen. He's he just he doesn't get it. He doesn't get cut. He's um, and I think he'll he'll make an embarrassment of that of that Logan Paul. Like I hope he does. He's got to 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 rescue the sport of boxing. He's got to go out there and put a show on. Just blast you know what yeah. He's just got to put a show on. All that what he was doing. That's just adding adding to the the pay per view, innit? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what it is. It's a build up, innit? There's no way that Paul should land a glove, really, at all. Like, not even get close. Like, in oh, all seriousness, he shouldn't, shouldn't land a glove, should he? He like, shouldn't. I'm... He shouldn't land. Look who he's going in against. He's going in against this man that's beat every every fighter I know or yeah. ever heard of. He's beat them. So, yeah. uh, for him to get one punch on him, he'll probably get fucking a thousand subscriptions on his YouTube for it. <laughs> Basically, that's what he's after, isn't it? Yeah, more money in it. Yeah, well, money we, and subscriptions in it. So you know, we we were going to ask you. We were, we were looking at you at your um, your social feed, and you'd been hanging around with Kel Brook. And how, how did that come about, you and Kel? Kel's a funny lad, mate. <laughs> I've been messaging him for about a year, you know, mate. So yeah, on and off, and then and then I recognised that he was um, flirting with this MTK. So I sort of backed off, lad. Didn't want nothing to do with it, and then. We just rekindled the messages, got mm-hmm. back on each other. And then I just went down, had a day with him, lad. Spent the day with him. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's good, isn't it, that people are just that responsive as well. You know, like yourself there, we just messaged you and um, you, you replied. And it's like, people don't have to do it. But the fact that someone, you know, has the time to take out the schedule is nice, isn't it? You know, when you've, yeah. they're busy as well. So, well, I, well, with me, lad, if I feel it, I think, I think, what it, I think, Steve, the man is it. Steve yeah, the Red he's, he's my oh, uncle. Yeah. That, he's my uncle. Well, so your uncle, I've been messaging him for quite a while over Twitter, I think, bro. And then he, he he's dropped he's dropped it in me. I said, yeah, get him on. It is what it is, but I will, he's probably gonna get a little bit of fucking like fucking hatred off the dickheads round round there. You usually it is what it is. Yeah, we're, we're listening. You such don't want life, it. Like, you know, look, like, he's working. At the end like, of the day, he's working. I'm party or work, and that's it. That's if they start hating on you and all that, it's just basically we've got a job and we needed to interview him. We did, and there's not on there. Well, that's the thing I said to Steve like, it doesn't matter, um, you know, what people's opinions are of someone. If someone gives you their time, then you know, we've got the utmost, utmost respect for that. And um, obviously, like Steve, yeah, like Steve's been getting behind us. We, we, had, we had a footballer on the other week, um, ex Liverpool player, you know, retired, but he, you know, we, he's got some stories to tell, and then. We literally just shared the, the podcast with my uncle Steve and um, you know he, he's down south now he's from Brech Road I'm from Brech Road Steve's from Walton and uh, he, he messaged me saying like he messaged you I didn't even know he messaged you and I was like alright Sam because you know I watch all your stuff Steve does and um, like Steve was saying there you know we were talking about proper fighters there Kel Brook's a proper fighter and when, when he fought uh, Golovkin Kel Brook was having the better of that fight, in, in my opinion, and he got a fractured orbital, didn't he, I think, Kel, in that fight. But watching some of the videos of you and Kel talking, we watched them just before you come on, 
I was laughing my arse off because you can tell, like, you're just vibing off each other, having a good time. Yeah, and it's, we've got this energy flow, lads, and it's it, we. Sh- he, he's a part of a network, and yeah. a percentage of that network don't like me. So for him to even come on a video with me, it's it's he's sacrificing himself with a lot of people. You're on it, bro. So I've got yeah, I respect yeah. Kel anyway. I've always loved him as a fighter. I've been watching him right through my prison, right through now. I've always watched him. I've always admired him. I've always I've always thought he's never really he's he's never got the notice. He's I never have... got the credit that he deserves as as a British fighter, has he? Well, he's one of the most. Na- I, I reckon he's one of the most naturally talented fighters he's, we've he's ever produced. Look, he's a foot. Yeah. Look, he's a machine. The last few years have been whatever for him, and and the fights was he hundred percent. No one can say. No one can really know. Only he knows that. But I'd say he wasn't. I don't think he gave his hundred percent there. I think he. But anyway, it's over now. He's moved his last yeah. fight. The Crawford one, yeah. Well, the thing is that Crawford, he's only lost to elite boxers anyway. Golovkin. Yeah. Spence Crawford, so at least you can say every time he stepped up, it's literally been the best of the best that's beaten me. Right, but this is what I mean, lad. This is the this is our culture. This is our environment. Well, this is this is why our boxers, most of them, don't get to that fucking that last bang. Well, you're yeah, on it. Then we yeah. go back to that, yeah. But yeah, because it because it's it, it it's his training circle. It's his friends around him. It's his you know. It's all like that going to Marbella and thinking it's the fucking way, but it's not. You're on it. Yeah, yeah. It all yeah. kicks in, doesn't it, when people get some success? And I think in Britain it does more more than anywhere else in the world, or so it seems. And I do hope, you know, Kel does have one last run at the title because uh, he seems I want to bat a car, mate. I just want to see that fight. I just want to see Everyone, 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 boxers and no fighters and no fighters want to see this fight, lad. It's been, it's been like a little dispute since I've known. Yeah. Isn't yeah. It? They're both British. They're both semi-retired. Get in there and have a scrap. Let's see what's going on. Well, that's another reason why um, I don't like boxing as well. Is like the fight that makes the most sense. They rarely happen. And then when they do, you know, they should have fought each other about four or five years ago, to be fair. And boxing... When they were, when they were in the prime and that. Yeah. Well, to be to be honest, I, I like Khan as a boxer. He, he, he gets tagged and that, and then who knows what can happen. But his hand speed and stuff like that, like I, I say there, Kel's like one of the most naturally talented British boxers. But I think Khan also is one of the quickest British boxers ever as well. Like yeah. when he lets his hands go, he's hitting people with about 20 punches in three seconds. But then his vulnerability is what makes him exciting. Like so if he stepped in against Brooke, I, I'd love to see it. That'd sell out Wembley even now. Stay still. Away. Stay, yeah, that's yeah. a fight to be made. Yeah. That's got to be made. It, it, there's a reason why it's not going ahead. I don't know what that reason is. but I. The first thing I said to him when I met him, when I met Kelly the week, are you going to bat a car? <laughs> the first thing I said to him, are you going to bat a car? He went, <laughs> he wants to, he wants that fight badly, but he's, he's like, not admitting it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not only is it, would it be big, you know, in, in Britain, but Amir Khan's massive in Asia, isn't he? So globally. Look, they're both, they're both it, it, it doesn't matter if they got beat to the top level. They're, they're both world stars in boxing. They're known around the world in boxing. Yeah. You know the world stars. It's not a. It's not like a little. It's not a Derry Matthews. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. He's not a. He's not known round Britain. The known round the world, bro. The world yeah, boxing yeah. stars. So. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So with yourself, then, um, just moving off boxing and stuff. Your own training. You're more into like plyometric stuff, aren't you? Rather than uh, weightlifting and things like that, like. 
I just do strength endurance, mate. I like to concentrate on strength endurance. You know, you know, sustaining your strength for a long period of time. Yeah, yeah. So, so basically, say, say you get on a bar and you go and see your last two reps. Have you ever done weights? Yeah, we. That's I need to like we're, me and him now. We're, we're both weightlifting again now. The gyms have opened and stuff, but we've never really been um, body weightlifters. We've always just done classic weightlifting, and you know oh, that's the way. That's the way. Swear yeah. all that bodybuilding stuff. Like that's 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 down there somewhere. You know you've got to wear I mean, false tan and all that. If you just do, <laughs> <laughs> Steve does anyway. Only on the weekends. <laughs> you see, yeah. <laughs> They're on his bronze. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I'm saying, if you, if, you, if you do them compound lifts, lad, yeah. you know what compound lifts are? Yeah, that's, that's what we were doing, you know, deadlifts. The standards, lad, the, the squats, yeah. the bench press, the pull-ups, the dips, weighted dips, they're all compound lifts. And yeah, you yeah. just go on to them to, get you, to give yourself a foundation. Yeah, but is, is that what you do yourself now? or Because I, I, I was thinking you're more body weight orientated, you know. Jump. I'm both. Oh, I'm both. both. Yeah, yeah. See what I'll do. What I, when I when I say strength endurance, mates, I like to be able to put my body weight on an Olympic bar. Yeah, and yeah. throw it round. Yeah. If you can do so, for instance, put your body weight on a bar. If you can rep it out, back squat press. If you can power clean it. If you can front squat press it, then you know you're on a level. Yeah, if yeah. You can't, yeah. and you're just going down and being heavy on your deadlift. Doing some hundred two hundred and twenty key on your deadlift, and then doing a one on your on your chest. You're not really developing all over. That's the way I look at it. So you'll be walking round half, <laughs> you know, like, just looking weird. Yeah. But if you want that, if you want that athletic look, you've got to be training explosively, basically. Functional yeah. fitness, isn't it? Um... Yeah. So instead of doing instead of doing five instead of doing five miles attacking your aerobic system, you do. 10 under-metered sprints attacking your anaerobic system. It'll burn your fat better and it'll give you that strength endurance we're relating to. So you need to attack the anaerobic system, which is what most fighters attack, really. Yeah. Mm. No so one there training. You that trainer, aren't you, Darren? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm up on a level three, mate, but I just can't use them. Yeah. I've tried. I've tried to get on this Zoom, and, and but I'm not IT savvy, so I can't really get on that. But I know for a fact, if I got, I could get forty people in a hall yeah, for yeah, an hour yeah. and give them the best circuit be bad, and they'll want to come back. I know that for a fact. You're on it. Well, as the restrictions end, you'll be able to do that, won't you? With any joy, I've got no restrictions, mate. Yeah, none. No, but That's the COVID mean, stuff, uh, coronavirus restrictions. You can maybe what, what, do it. But what I've got me, you know, you know what it's like for me by ours now. I've got the silent majority engaging with me, liking me, oh, yeah. relating to what I'm saying. And then I've got the violent minority, just not just not engaging with it. They, they want to, but I've gone too far with your little rats and that, so they're not coming near it. But they're the rats that, if I went in to say, Brexide fucking park and, 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 and I had the sports centre out, they're the rats that'll come in, ballied up and let shots off. I wouldn't give a fuck who the 40 was. Yeah. You know what I mean? They don't give a fuck who's going to get it. Like Craig went sat next to me that ferris got it sat next to me the last thing i want is anyone else getting hurt because of me yeah, so yeah, yeah. Well, well, that's, in yeah. a sense it's a safety it's, it's all regarding safety why i don't do it that's yeah, it basically yeah. 
Well, you'd have to put like your location on, wouldn't you? And or you know, that's for... what I mean. I'd have to put it out there. Look, if I put an advert on my Instagram, I've got a circle in the van and sanks the car park at ten o'clock, ten pounds for the hour. I'd fill it. Yeah, yeah every time, yeah, every single time because people know I can train. Everyone sees I can train. Like, I can give you all the advice in the world for nothing. You know it, and yeah, people yeah. know that. So I'd fill it straight away. But two or three of them, I'd have ballys in the kit bag and a piece. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll just be out of it. I'd have to I'd have to lift the ears off Kel and go, Kel, come and drag me in your gym for 12 weeks, kid. Put me through it, get me in fighting condition. Come out at the end of June and go, now then, who's getting in the ring for charity? Yeah. Well, that'd sell out, wouldn't it? No doubt. Straight away, la. Imagine me punching that stalker's facing. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe... Imagine me in town. I was going to say, maybe you can get involved with all this Logan Paul stuff. You never know. You might might be the next one. Lad, look, I came out. I was on it time ago. You heard me put Paul and that fucking Smelly Kelly out, didn't you? Nice. MMA fucking Smelly Kelly. I caught, I, I, know, I know, don't hate on them on here, lad. I'm not hating on him. He's just a little faggot. You're on it. But he, no, he got called that. out. He got called out months ago. I've called a few people out, lad. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, I was doing that Logan shit with about 1,000 subscribers. <laughs> He's yeah. got a million. With him, <laughs> just with that, with just mentioning MMA there, yeah. the MMA scene in, in Liverpool has grown like massively, hasn't it? We've got like in the UFC now, Darren Till, Paddy Pimblick, Chris Fishgold. Um, and I think in the boxing scene in Liverpool, there's a lot of unity and support for each other. We've got the Smith brothers and you know, the Rotunda and, and the Solly and all those types of gyms. But in MMA, it seems like it's a bit more divided and you've got like Cowboy, Next Gen, uh, where, where Fishy trains and that. You think- what, what you've got, like, you've got you've got gyms in... I don't want to start writing Team Colburn off, like. I don't want to start writing them off, mate. I had an issue with one kid in there. I believe he's left the stadium now. He, whatever, he's flapping over this Encro shit. So he's... he's Departed company, so no backlash comes back on them. This is what I'm hearing. But that team, Colburn, like, you've got to look at the people that come out of that gym, lad. Mm. Fighters. I don't know if you remember that Wolf Slayer. Yeah, 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 that was the first one, wasn't it? Right, I... that was the first and the best. Yeah, I'm and sure. What that, that, that Rampage Jackson was there as well. No, that was that was that that was the first and the best. That's where all the likes of this Paul Kelly and that came up. They came up through Wolf Slayer, the Bisp. Things that yeah. all these people came up through that wolf slayer, then wolf slayer got burned down. Mm. And Colbone stopped up, didn't it? Jumped right into the picture. Team Colbone stepped right up into the picture and started flying with that um, thingy heron. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Colin Heron, the trainer. Colin Heron, yeah. Colin Heron. Well, he's, he's fucking, he's, he's took that Darren Sill to the right places, bro, hasn't he? Who did he do yeah. it last time, though? Well, yeah, yeah. he's had a few champions under them, that, that, that head and fella, hadn't he? He had Terry Etham, didn't he? He was another scout that made it to the UFC, and he was he was on a tear, and then Barbo said it him with that mad kick, and he yeah, didn't really and sort of, he never come back after it, did he? But yeah. that Terry Etham, what a fighter he was. He was an animal, weren't he? Really yeah. was an animal. Yeah. Well, he got a heavyweight he... there now, haven't he? He was in the UFC, and he's smashing everyone everywhere. But he's from a, I think he's from Berry, but he comes up to Liverpool every day to train. And Connor Ben's been in Carbon recently with Darren. Listen, Sale. you can't you can't take the fact that Team Carbon is is it's a world fighting gym. 
It's a world class fighting gym, bro. Only yeah. so many kids get in there. Yeah. Only so many people get in there. And then when you look at the other, the other like organizations, like you got Coben, you said next gen, you did, 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 it's very rare you're seeing any of them enter the octagon in the UFC. They're always entering like the Cage Rage and all, all these other little smaller promotions. Yeah. All the other gyms in Liverpool sort of haven't got an angle into the UFC, but Team Coben has. Do you mm. understand what I mean? So yeah, yeah. that gives that gives Team Coben a sort of like bit of an a way of monopolising the market in the city because mm. everyone wants a chance to get into the UFC. So they're going to go to the gym. What's creating UFC fighters and champions, aren't they? Yeah, it might filter down then. Uh, maybe it'll diversify a bit because that pimblet's just got in UFC. So maybe the same, similar thing might happen. Hopefully. Is he, he's that next generation, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. see him like I've been watching that kid for time. And you know what video always comes back to me? You remember that video what he said? Um, 96, was it? Or the... No, he said, I'm a scouser. You can't knock us down. I forgot what he said anyway. But since that day, lad, I've just been ready. Behind his back, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> definitely. That's what we were getting at. Like, it does seem like the MMA. I, I might be wrong. Uh, like, me and Dave might be wrong on it, but in boxing, they do seem to be a bit of more supportive network within the city. You know, the got to. But but they, you got don't. Two, you don't really see it with MMA though. I, I don't know what it is. I think we, it's we, like Darren's just said, isn't it? Sorry to to come in, Steve. Go on, go ahead. Because um, Carbon have got like the bit of the monopoly on the UFC. You know, that that's their niche and that's their sell. But like, you know, now you've just said, Steve, next gen, I've got a UFC fighter now. And funnily enough, I've got Paddy the Baddy on Instagram and um, you can do, you can roll with Paddy the Baddy. Like he puts up slots each week. Oh, yeah. yeah. Go and roll with, with him. Like he, he'd fucking any time he up, like to be fair. But it's, you know what um, Paddy is compared to the other fighters? He's like a community leader. Do you yeah, understand yeah. what I mean by that? Yeah, like, yeah. In his, in, in his spare time, mate, he's got, 20 kids on a mat in next gen yeah. showing them how to defend themselves disciplining the children he's like a community leader in his own right that's why he's got my respect lad. look how many MMA fighters you've got in our city the ones that don't make it get the opportunity but it goes to the head straight away they have one or two fights think they've smashed it because they're in cage rage and, and then start thinking of this fucking major thing end that's up it. fucking it up that's whereas it, the likes yeah. of the likes of um, Darren Till and uh, that kid you just said, then these are these are the people that are real, real professional. You know they're on it. Yeah, they're on it. They're like cratty kid. They've always wanted to do this. You're on it. Mm. Never lost the passion for the sport. Always being at it for the right reasons. You get other people that just go in there for the ego and the name. Oh, big time. Yeah, right. Big. But but then you've got the likes of Darren Till who were going in there to master certain arts and become the best in that art and. Do you understand what I mean? It's a different mindset. It's, different. it's a more advanced way of thinking. And that they're the ones that make it. The ones with the advanced thinking are the ones that make it. Yeah, well, he proved that, didn't he, by going over to Brazil for however many years it was. Um, he said his coach, Colin, just said, you know, get get away from here, Liverpool, get over to Brazil and um, stay there for a few years. And best thing that, that he says it's the best thing that's ever happened to him best decision he's ever made and like we were saying and you know why you know why bro yeah yeah like well like you know you why the culture in it and all that yeah. stuff and exactly yeah. exactly and that that head and fella he's not daft because he was in jail with his I think it's his brother Peter hmm. 
when I was first in jail on remand, he used to go on the pads with this pizza there, and then he's fucking class, I believe. He's out now, and he might be doing something at that gym himself, but he's he's world-class, you no know, taking pads and shit like that. Yeah. But that, you've got to understand where he comes from, yeah. that harem fella. Yeah. You know, look at his background, look at the people that he's involved with or was involved with, and that's the stigma surrounding that gym at the moment. I see, yeah, yeah. You know, I've heard the mad things, I've heard the good things about Team Cone, but I've heard the very, very fucking bad things as well, bro. So when you get the youngsters kicking in into there, they're getting initiated mm. without them knowing. What did what do I mean by that? The more the people that's been in the gym a bit longer start betting each other who can knock this kid out first when they're sparring. Yeah. So this kid who's joined this gym doesn't understand these praise to three or four fighters who are trying to knock him out for a grand. All right. And that's that's a bad point of, team, yeah. of that gym. I don't know whether it carries on now. This I've got told this months and months and months ago. You're on it. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that can be something that, you know, the people running the gym might not even be aware of and it might just be the fight. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But well, come on, like come on. When, you, when, you've got a, when you've got a stable and you're the head honcho, you know everything what's going on in there, bro. If you've well, got yeah, 12, possibly, if you've yeah. got, look, that team Coburn, I, I don't think that gym's open to the masses, is it? Not to my knowledge, no. no. So next gen, you can ring up and go... And your kids are turning up and they're all going in and having a session. Team Colburn, no. You've got to be affiliated. You've got to be signed in. You've got to, do, you know, you're a, you're a certain clientele that's going to Colburn, aren't you? Yeah. Do you understand where I'm coming from? They're coming yeah, from yeah. a different cloth, aren't they? Yeah, more yeah, like it's a, a it's baptism a bit... of fire type thing or a bit more than that. You can call it a cult. You can call it a cult if you like. You know, once you're part of that group, you're part of that group. No one says anything in that group. Nothing comes out of that group. He's all training in the same place. You need the same. It's, it's like a cult. Yeah, it's, it's as you say. You get people doing it for the right reasons people and people doing it for the wrong reasons, don't you? But I think with, um, with you know, British MMA, and, and obviously we've got, like, Leon Edwards, you know, is doing fantastic as well. He's had terrible luck, hasn't he, against... I mean, I know his fight with Diaz has been postponed, but I've never seen a fighter with such bad luck. Is Leon Edwards? I mean, he poked well, where that he, where he meant eye. to fight too. Yeah, him and him and there was him and Masvidal were, were going to have it, and then they had that little scrap, didn't they? And then Edwards got offered um, to headline in London his own UFC card. Then the pandemic hit, and then he poked that after the pandemic. He's fighting that kid, pokes him in the eye. That fight's a no contest. Then he gets the Diaz fight, which is going to be big money, and he probably do him in. And then Diaz is um, took a crack in training and. He can't carry on, but uh, I think I think Till's Till's too heavy for for Leon Edwards now. Leon Edwards is fighting at one seventy, and Till's fighting at one eighty five. And Till's probably walking around at two hundred, and he's a big he's a big old unit. But he's a unit, lad, isn't he? Yeah, but Leon Edwards is you know another elite, elite level MMA fighter. From... I will have watched him, and he's from Birmingham where yeah. I stay now, right? Yeah, so yeah. Um, I've watched him a few times, and I was looking forward to him in the Till fight because they're friends. Then are they? Uh... Yeah, so I wanted, I think so. So I wanted to see, yeah, because this is what I'll get onto it now. So I think the friends, so I wanted to see the sportsmanship, you know, two of them go yeah. bang at it and then at the end shake hands like friends do and all that stuff. But them two as well, they've been working on the anti knife initiative for the past two years. Are you aware of that? No. 
Right, so Darren Till, the UFC, and and um, what's his name from Birmingham, what you just said? Leon, Leon Edwards. Edwards. Leon Edwards. They rubbed their heads together, and, and they're about to put out there a Bosch Knife Initiative, you know, to prevent the kids. Similar yeah. to what I do, but more organised and more um, financed by the right people and stuff, you're honest. So they're going to make a massive impact because they both had experiences in life. Like Darren got stabbed, didn't he? Yeah, that's yeah, why he, he, he got stabbed up yeah, years yeah. ago. So I think it's a bit, I think it's for him. You know, he's got kids. He's from the city of Liverpool. He's a man. He's a proper man. He must know the damage that's being done to our city. He must do. So I'm hoping that's why he's jumped on board with this, you know, set himself off on a legacy, bro. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that coming out. Oh, that'll be you brilliant, the, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't aware of that at all. So it's uh, right. So, so you've got you've got that kid from up here. You've got Till from Liverpool, a few others, and the UFC all come together, and they're all going to make a massive impact to to the country, not just Liverpool. Up because Birmingham now, it's bad, mate. Yeah. and I believe I believe I believe one of his, I believe that kid who's up here, I believe one of his um, his best mates got killed on Father's Day by a knife. Edwards is friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's very potent to them. It's very personal, and that's what you want. You don't want something like an ex gangster just going on there for his ego, like you know, setting up some nonsense campaign to try and get some ego and, and whatever. This is real. It's a genuine thing. You know, they've experienced knife crime. They felt the pain, so it's perfect. I can't wait for that to get because they got my back on it. No, yeah, that's um, same as well. That, that was um, that's a that was a good insight. And to be fair, one of like kind of one of the things we wanted to um, you know, finish on, you know, with speaking to you, what you know was Kalnach and you know what what are your plans for it, and you know how's it all going? Because obviously it's um, it's well documented, you know, now the work you've done with it since you've become part of that campaign, and how's it all going? And um, you know what what's your what's your forward look with it all? Have you got any any ideas moving forward? At the moment, mate, I've just got to do what I can do. You've seen how hard it is for me. I'm a bit yeah. stupid because I approached it wrong. Well, I never approached it. I defended myself wrong against rats that were trying to sabotage it. You're on it. But it is what it is. It's potent. I know for a fact this message, choose a life, not a knife, has entered the mind of loads of people and made them think twice about how they're conducting themselves, not just knife crime, drug addiction, who they're mixing with, what are they doing to them? You know, all this, it's more of a motivational shout now instead of an anti-knife crime shout. Do you understand what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm pushing it as much as I can. How do we do it? By getting on um, podcasts like this, having a chat with this, getting a message out that way. Since I've had these flyers, I've been going to different parts of the country, just delivering it around the city centres. I've had the opportunity to do a bike ride with, the, you know, the um, Ben Kinsella Foundation. Yeah. The, um, in Scott. London, they aligned themselves to me. I was going to do a Glasgow to Liverpool bike ride. I mean, Glasgow to London bike ride, you know, for charity. That was on the 21st of June. But then some podcaster from Scotland tried to do madness with me, so I've exposed him. He's went to his friend in the paper in Scotland and he did done a splash on me. So because of that splash in the Sunday paper and up there, the Kinsella Foundation pulled away from me. That's not good. Well, so I've just been, I've just been doing what I can to raise funds and 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 give little community centres the money, you know, through the sale of t-shirts and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, that 
all you can do it's, and it keeps plugging away at it. And we'll definitely, you know, we, we're not that big at, uh, by any stretch, but we'll put it, the links and everything in our description and get people to fucking check it out and all that stuff. We'll, we'll publicise it as much as we can, you know. St- any, any, any help? And it's, all out, it's, it's, it's out there, lads. It's, you yeah, know, yeah. It's getting, it gets pushed every day by me and, and it's, got, it's on a ripple now. People are talking about it. They've been talking about it for too long. They need to see something... They need to see something practical coming from it now, and that's what my objective is now. I need to start accumulating the funds, getting the finances together to make a big difference within the communities. Like, you're from L5 yourselves, and it's so use nowhere St. Domingo Road is, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, so do you know where the clock pub used to be and the chippy next to it? Yeah. Right, well, you see right face in there? Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got, a, you've got a little, you've got a little old church. What used to be a Sunday school when we were kids. Yeah, that's a community centre, that, and and it's run down to the fucking. They can't even keep it open four times a week. No, because they can't afford the heating and the, and the bills. Yeah, yeah. So I've, I've been saying for two years, I'm, I'm going to save up and I'm going to get that to a standard where it can remain open day in, day out, and become a proper community base. It's in the right, it's right on the end of the Grisdale estate. It's perfect. I think it's getting run by two local women who yeah. take the little kids in there to dance twice a week, but they can't keep it open. So they're the type of areas I, w- I want to start focusing on and start targeting with choose a life, not a knife. And no, I'll, do it, I'll do it any way I can. It's definitely a good um, idea actually following, you know, um, specific goals like that towards it as well. You've got to it? have goals. If you don't set yourself yeah. goals, lads, you've got, you, if you, you know this. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. You, if, if you don't put things in place, you're not going to be able to achieve anything. No. So look, if, if you're sitting there believing and then you're believing and you think you're going to receive something off it because of this law of attraction and all this, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work. You've got to receive to believe and then you'll achieve. Yeah. yeah. Do you understand what I mean? Well, that's an, Yeah, I mean, that's another thing that sort of does me head in with um, like this like more the online culture the instagram stuff all this you know i'm not i'm not knocking it but all this like um you know uh like you say imagine this and then positive vibes and this will happen it doesn't work like that you know you need to put action in don't you yeah it's all all about it's all about your actions it's like i've only got onto this type of thinking in the last three four years mate but i've been i've been on i've been a philosopher for the past 20 years that's all i've ever read is philosophy you're on it so my philosophy in life is it all begins with you yeah 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 it all begins with you if you tell anyone your dream that's it your dream's gone yeah there's a reason you keep secrets no the things you you should be keeping secret are your goals your plans your targets why because the minute they're not a secret people start practicing them copying them or ruining them Oh, it's a, it's if a you, fair point. It is. So if you you're if you think when you think of something, your thoughts projects it outwards and then it manifests by coming back to you. Do you understand how do you understand what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. And I think as soon as you put as soon as you've got an idea and you put it out there, if people haven't got the bottle or the bollocks to do it themselves, they shit on it, don't they? And yeah. you get a, you get a lot of that in, in our culture. And if you're not, you know, if your mates aren't applauding you and your family aren't applauding you, they're not your mates and, and you, they're not your family, are they? And 
you do get too much of that going on. And as you've, you know, shown and showcased with Kalnach, and, you know, millions of people now are aware of that campaign. And it's not through governments or organisations with loads of millions of quid. It's from, you know, you and, and you're screaming about it wherever you can go. So, you know, credit to you what, what you've done. You know, as long as, as far as I've been aware of you, obviously I'm, I'm from L5, Steve's from L4. And, you know, we've always... Well, how uh, old are you, lad? I, I've just turned 30. Yeah, I'm 30 in June as well. Yeah, so I'm like a decade before you, aren't I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let, let's say, let's say, when I went to jail in 2004, how old did you? 13. 13, That's yeah. what I'm saying, lad. It's mad, isn't it? Yeah, it's oh, mad, yeah. It is. I, we said it with the, the lad we interviewed last week or the other week. It's um, just mad how you end up meeting people and talking to people and having good conversations. Yeah. And that's the one brilliant thing about the internet and networking, isn't it? Like, you can have a, a chat like this with someone that you're, you know, you're aware of, you watch and admire the message that you've been spreading. But other than through the internet, we wouldn't have... Um, Managed to have this conversation, so it is. It's been really good for us, definitely. Yeah, it, it's good. It's good. It, it, if anything, it's the best place to build a platform and to network. If that's what you, if that's what you need to do, you yeah, need yeah. to network on Facebook. Yeah. yeah. Well, for all its negatives, it does have its uh, positives, doesn't it? As well, like the internet, for example. So it's it's uh, like with anything, you know, it's um, it's it's only bad in it when people start using it for the wrong circumstance. But things like this and how you can network and use it to build and stuff like that, it's it's perfect for, you know, like the way it's the way you, it up. Yeah, well, yeah, like, like not without if you look if you look at me, lad, if you, I got yeah. out in 216 and I've never seen an iPhone. I've never seen internet on a phone. Mm. So I've got out and got this device put in my hand, and I'm just going, wow. <laughs> You're on it. What's yeah. all this madness? Because I've never had this technology. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But for some reason, I picked it up and everyone just started love me on Instagram. You know what I mean? Well, <laughs> went out there, space, everyone's going on me, bump. I don't know. I, when I come out of prison, lad, I was so, I was so pro social. It was unbelievable. Mm. Talk to anyone, sit there, be nice to anyone. You know what I mean? And then as the years have gone by and the amount of damage that, that's been happening to myself delivering this message, I've become antisocial. I've become yeah. very content. In my own space, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so people think I blank them when I don't. I just like my own space. You know what I mean? I'm the same. Well, yeah, definitely. Like, I think when you're creative, though, like you're a creative person, and I know I'm very creative, lads. Well. And I'm in a box and not letting it go. You know what I mean? But that's the thing. When you're creative, you can be comfortable in your own space. You don't need gratification from other people. No. You know what you're doing's right, and you're enjoying what you're doing. But that's it, lads. That's some the people thing. do need that. They need that ego stroke all the time, and that's that's you know I'm happy in my own skin, and I know Steers, and, and obviously we we know you are. And um, when you've got that creative spark, it, it never goes out, does it? It, it? Regardless of what you're trying to do, that's what it is, lad. It's up to it's up to us. We've all got a flame. It's up to us to keep that flame going, or we or we're all a glowing plant, if you like. It's us. Yeah. So I, I keep on reiterating it. Irritating it to people who's got some sort of like depressive state sometimes of a morning. If you plan to see, if you wake up in the morning and think, oh shit, I've got this, you're just setting yourself off for a fucking bad day. Yeah. But if, if you wake up and think, right, fuck that, I'm going to smile all day. Even if I'm unhappy, I'm going to smile. And you just walk around with a smile on your face. You've planted a seed, you water it. Yeah. You look at yourself smiling. Everyone thinks you're fucking mad, but you're not, you're fucking happy. <laughs> 
they're not they're not used to seeing you happy, so they're calling you fucking mad. It's like me. People say I'm crazy. You don't mm. even know me to begin with. Exactly. This is my personality from 20 years ago. I haven't changed a bit. But the people that don't know me saying he's crazy. He's lost the plot. He's just you know what I mean? Yeah. People yeah. Control, can talk shit for, from a distance when they, they don't know who you are, do, do they? And it's not even um, about them talking shit. Half the time, it's what they don't like about themselves and they project that onto other people, don't they? And you just think to yourself. Some do. Just keep yourself to yourself, and what if you're doing the right thing? It's it's gonna all, all work out, isn't it? But listen, I'm, I've been delivering this message for the sole purpose is to prevent kids getting killed on the city of Liverpool streets. Is to prevent young mums getting addicted to cocaine and their kids ending up in the prison system. Yeah. This, I've I've got out of jail, lad. Got into the city after eighteen months. Looked round and went right. This is like fucking Beirut. It weren't this bad when I went to jail, and it was fucking bad. And I'm just looking at everything like the council aren't even investing in nothing to keep it fucking up and running. And then you've got the drug dealers running around the streets like the police. You don't even see the fucking police, but you see the drug dealers flying around with the guns 24-7. It's not good for any child. It doesn't matter. I never had kids when I started this shit. Now I've got kids. It just makes the message more potent. It makes me more intentional when I'm doing it. It makes me more motivated to get out there. Why? Because I've got a child growing up in the city of Liverpool, and the last thing I want that child doing is walking down the street and walking into a crime scene because one other kid's dad's being blasted outside the school. Because mm. this is how it's going now. Well, that, that's this is how it's going. We need that, our kids raised in peace and tranquility with activities to keep them busy. We don't need them locked off in a park drinking alcohol. We don't need them all looking at gun games all 24-7 and going on the streets thinking they're on fucking GTA. Because this yeah. is what's going on. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. You know, you've had is he a little boy, is he? Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. That, that's, that's what I was going to ask you. Like, has, has that silly question, but has that changed you lately as well? Has it give you added motivation? You see, you, I know it's cliche. You know what? You've got to understand, like, I've always wanted my own kid. Mm. I know the type of dad I can be. You know what I mean? I know how to be a decent father. I know what the child will do to make them a decent, good, law-abiding citizen. You know what I mean? Yeah, and to to have this kid, and then have people telling me it's not my kid, it's hard, mate, and not yeah. being able to like um, have the kid with me twenty four hours. Yeah, you know, I, I, I've rammed it consistently. Like he's my kid; he's ten weeks, and I've only held him six times. Yeah, he's an image of you, the kid. Yeah, it's definitely my kid, he's lad. There's a little bit. There's a little bit of a like question on it and that was I want the DNA and all that but it is a sweet he's my kid everything's fantastic but the bottom line is he's come at the wrong time yeah you understand I mean I'm grateful he's here but the way my life is now I can't even you know I'm on universal credit mate I can't work I don't so I get universal credit once a month people say I'm robbing GoFund pages I don't rob no one you're on it. If it did, it wouldn't be living in a fucking one bedroom supported housing. Well, you've just so said, I've got a kid. Really? That's what I mean. I've got a kid now, and I can't. I can't. What I do with my universal credit now is straight to half it, bang, straight to the mum. Yeah. You know the mum of the kid. That's what I've been doing now, bam. For months I've been doing that anyway. Straight to the mum, knowing she's pregnant, she needs to go. So even when I'm trying to get myself into a one bedroom flat, I'm, I'm, I haven't got the money to save. 
Yeah. Got to yeah. be posy to get me into a flat. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not begging. It is what it is. I'm yeah. not here for the money. I've got a roof over my head. I've got eggs and beans in the fridge. I'm happy days, me, bro. You know what I mean? I get yeah. me gym. It's just like jail for me. Yeah. That's it's just like jail for me. I can live this life. If I go back into a sales cell now, I can live that life comfortably. All these rats out here that's wanting me to go back in couldn't live that life. Mm. You couldn't live it. It's a messy life. It's a negative life. And I'm made up of turning me back on crime and everyone that's involved in it. Everyone, including family and friends. Well, that's the, the key thing, isn't it? You know, you're, you're, I've turned your back on it. And, you've, you know, although, as you say, the timing's not great, you know, the pandemic, everything else. But, you know, you've got this little lad there now, you know, who's going to get taught the right messages um, from an early age. He's going to carry my message on, mate. Well, a lot of people in the areas that we're from haven't had that them messages from an early age, and you know they haven't had the father figure or the support network that they need to, to thrive in that environment. And all my family and Steve's family are from them areas, and they're all good people. You know, they, they've all you know got you know, good jobs, got good houses, but you know they've had the right support throughout their life, and I think that's key, isn't it? Very key, very key, and that's and yeah. and the only look we can just sit back and we can just let. These kids get young girls pregnant and fuck them off and leave them with coke addictions. We can just sit back and let this happen like we don't really care. But these young girls that are getting impregnated by horrible drug dealing, grooming rats who's been watching them for a year before they've got them. Do you understand what I mean? As soon as the, as soon as the legal tender, they're in there taking them in the car, grooming them, banging them, pregnant, gone, left with the ma, can't raise the kid properly. She's got a little addiction going, her head's fucked. Yeah. These women had watched raising our future. Where do you yeah. see Liverpool City in 40 years' time if the kids are getting raised the way they are now in these environments? It's all right saying half the city have got good foundations and they're in a nice house, so not all the kids are like that. But it doesn't matter now because it's 50-50. So you might have 50 kids getting brought up in nice houses with rich parents and going to the right schools and all this and all that. But they're still going out into the city centre where the other 50 are not unlike you. They'll cut your neck off you. They'll yeah. strop your watch off your wrist. Because that's what it's going to be like in 40 years. Look, if, if, if it carries on going the way it goes, lad, I'll give it. You're seeing it now. You're getting gangs of young lads who are 20, 21, sniffing coke, snort, smoking weed, doing what they're doing. They're not selling drugs because they're not getting let in the game by the other drug dealers. So the only way they're going to get their dough is by going through the door of a vulnerable woman who say a boyfriend's in jail for drugs or whatever and stealing shit off her wrist, terrifying her and a kid. And that's what's going on in the city. You're hearing granddad's doors go through, the watches getting rinsed off the fucking wrists. You're hearing Mars getting bonneted by rod cars because the fellas haven't made with this other rat down the road. You've got women in cars with kids getting stolen cars pushed into the side because there's because some little drug dealer's got a problem with a fella. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, well, it's like you said there with the council and, you know, where, where they put the money and stuff in that um, community centre where you say the two women are running it. They can't even put the eating on. Like, yeah, I don't know if you've been into Liverpool recently, but you look at the front road near the dock. They've dug that up for the past year. Don't know how much money they've ploughed into it. And it's to put like a bike lane and some trees in. So because this is what happens, lads. This is why this happens. See, see that, see that, see them roadworks, right? Liverpool Council will get a budget every year off the government. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, say 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 it comes to the say it comes to the end of the financial year and the new budget's coming, and they've got 
1.6 million in that budget and they haven't spent it. Got to use it up, haven't they? They lose it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They lose it. It doesn't follow over into the next financial year. They lose it. So what you're seeing around cities of Liverpool, Birmingham, everywhere, coming to the end of the year, you'll just see roadworks going everywhere because they're spending the budget as soon as they can. You're on it. It'd be nice if they put some of the budget though in, in that centre, like you said though, and you know, with that then perpetuated, you know, you've got to see we have had we have had a corrupt individual running our city for the past 10 years in that mayor. You know, we don't need to name a name. It, it is what it is. Real scousers know the ones who fitted the cameras all over, everyone knows yeah, yeah. that he's being corrupt to fuck, and everyone knows that he was taking the money and the funding out of the community and justice bill for the city and putting it into like immigration and diversity and you know putting it in all other fucking areas instead of the area that really matters community centers have you seen how many they've shut down and the ones that do remain open they don't get funded properly to be no open enough a lot that's of what it's like, not just in Liverpool, lad. It's up and down the country, bro. Yeah, definitely. Like, since, like, 2000s and stuff, it's like people want to be seeing to do, you know, what's um, buzzworthy or what's good for papers and media and all that. And it's a shame, you know, it, it just is what it is, isn't it? But the amount, the amount of damage that is getting done to three generations below us, I'm not just on about, look, I'm, I'm 42, lad, user 30, so let's go to the 21 generation and look at them down. Look at them down. For some reason, everyone wants to be a fucking kethead and go to parties and put balloons in them. That's yeah. what we've got here now, lad. Back in the day, we had people that was getting, that was living life um, through drugs. So in the city of Liverpool years ago, when I was raising up, the best thing you could do to make money and get yourself out of the shit was sell fucking drugs. And the majority of people sold drugs. The majority of people now are selling drugs and taking them. Yeah. I don't don't know anyone. It's very rare you find anyone that's not intoxicated, lad, of some form of drug, whether it's it's drink. Everyone is self-medicating. Yeah. Everyone. Everyone has got trouble. Everyone has got stresses. Everyone is depressed in some form of way. Everyone's got trauma. And life should not be like this. No, shouldn't this be. This is like what this. life should not be like, man. We should be free. We should be smiling daily, enjoying the freedoms that still exist right now. We're not. We no, all get no. up in the morning. We all start comparing each other. We all start looking at each other. It's just, just a fucking mess, man. It, you know, it. the whole structure needs reshaping. 100%. And I think, like Steve just said, with the, the money for the city... Be very simple if they just said, right, six months left of the budget, this is how much is left. What do you as a city want this money to go on? Let's have a vote. And you know for a fact, them community centres in at the bottom of Grazi, in Walton, in Kenny, in Tochi, they'd all be fit for purpose for two, three, four years off the Eesh. smallest bit of dough that the city could just slice off. But we don't um, we don't look after our own anymore and that you know, that's a, a really big shame, really. And as you say, with people that are constantly looking at each other, I haven't got them webs, I haven't got that car, I haven't got that house, instead of enjoying the freedoms. And, and when I was young and I, I grew up in Kenny, then moved to Anfield, I had two, three boys' clubs I could go to in the week where my mar and dad could have a break where they didn't have to look after me. I had a footy every week, I had whatever I wanted. 
the kids now don't even know what a youth club is or what a boysy is. Playing games on Fortnite. But, but look, the, the, what, what the government sort of let happen was like, they, they, let, they let the local boxing gyms sort of take the position of the community centres. Yeah. Yeah. So that was for a few years, but then the boxing gyms need funding. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's not, and it's normally the purses that they get, like the £3 every night, what they get off each kid, that keeps the doors open. So this pandemic now, it's closed fucking hundreds of boxing gyms up and down the fucking land. 100%. And, and, and during that year, during that year where no one could train or no one could be in each other's company, all them gyms just got shut. And you see all them kids that was going to them gyms three, four times a week, getting disciplined by the masters, getting disciplined, getting taught how to respect, getting taught how to live, sleep. Everything you get taught in them gyms was taken away from them instantly. And straight away, they're on the street corners with the boys that have been on the street corners for the past year smoking the weed. Six months of that, they're smoking weed. So you've got these, you've got these, these kids from rough areas, but the diamonds, and you can see that the diamonds, when they're in these in these environments like the gyms and drama and acting, there's yeah. fucking diamonds all over our communities, mates. And when they're in them environments, they shine, they get spotted, and they move on to better places. Without them in place, they're not even getting looked at. Yeah, they're not even getting looked at. It's just no, another no. way of our youth being forgotten about and stood on, whether it's fucking the government, whether it's nonsense, whether it's drug dealers trying to fucking intoxicate the brains off them. It's just messy for all youth at the moment, and they're getting it from every angle. Yeah, they've had a, they've had a tough year as much as anyone because not only could they not go to youth clubs, they couldn't go to school properly. Any issues they're having at home, uh, you know, amplified by a million because yeah. the mar and dad are having arguments because they're locked in the house together. So these kids have been on lockdown, essentially, you know, worse than anybody else. And as we come out of this now, there's certainly got to be some action and some um, support from, you know, like you said before with um, Darren Till and Edwards in the UFC. Fantastic. They're that, the, that's them, what two, them two, you've got, you've got him from Birmingham, respected sportsman, iconic to a lot of people. He will get the pull and he will have the youth looking at him and thinking, hang on, he's fucking talking sense. Same with Darren Till. He's a scouser. He knows how to speak. It doesn't matter who he's had around him. It doesn't matter what... Blah, 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 blah. If he starts pushing this knife initiative, he's got my back and whether he likes it or not. You know what, yeah. I, mean? yeah, <laughs> yeah. what I wanted to touch on, lad, which is very, very important, and it's important for all ages, women, men, young and old, it doesn't matter. And it's the suicide rates that's not getting mentioned at all in the news. The the roof, listen, the suicide rate of it doesn't matter what you are, it doesn't matter, male, female, 10, 40. There's loads of people committing suicide and no one's being told about it. And I mean thousands, lads. And if you look at the stats on places like Wales, no South Wales. The stats for suicides up there, lad, are through the roof. And why do I focus on these statistics? It's because of my brother. There's loads of people that are committing suicide 
because they don't know how to fucking deal with this situation. They don't know how to deal with loneliness. They don't know how to deal with not going into work and having that network of friends to release into. It's same with the kids, as you said before, they're not going into school and burning all this lovely energy they've got. They start locking themselves in a room, playing on a computer. All the mates become virtual. They're not on the yeah. street corner for a year. They're all virtual mates. So when they want to really relate to someone, they can't. They get that depressed is. when they're 15 because they've been sat in the room since 11. Yeah, not I was... many parents realise this. Many parents go, you're going on your game, you're going on your game, and all the kids shooting, they, you don't see them for hours. Yeah. Some of them are staying up till four in the morning, but you see the long-term damage of that shit is suicidal and depression. And that's, that's where I'm going now. I'm like, that's what Kalnach is now. It's sort of, it's come away from just anti-knife. It's like an umbrella of things now. Umbrella, like, you yeah, know, yeah. I, I, want, I want kids to be protected all corners. Why? Because when they come out the womb, they're fucking innocent. They're mm. God's children. They're innocent as fuck. As they start getting older, they start getting corrupted. And before you know it, the 50% of us have ruined. Why? Because the environment, the governments are creating for us. And that's the bottom line there. Yeah. Well, I was on um, the, uh, off, the the Office of National Statistics, that website, and I was on suicide. It's like the other week looking at it. And in 2018, they, had, they recorded the highest suicide rate for men in that year. And God only knows what it would be now post-pandemic. If it was the highest then, you know, no pandemic. Like, And as you put all them variables into context there, like fuck knows what it's going to be when when they do you know the next update and all all that stuff. So it's going to be wrong. Is it if you if you look in the paper today? I think you've got six bodies that they found in the last year in the Mersey. They can't identify the six of them. Well, I don't even know who they are. I've not even men. heard of that. Yeah. Well, six men in the River Mersey this year committed suicide. They can't ID them. That's just the men. They yeah. never mention women. And there's a lot of women jumping in them waters as well. Do you understand what I'm saying to you, bro? And this yeah, is what yeah. scousers need to start grabbing hold of and grasping. Look what the fuck is going on to us in our communities. Look at the people that don't come out the doors no more. Go and knock and ask them why they're not coming out the fucking door. If you've got a neighbour, go and knock. Get them back out the windows, open the doors, get them back out. You're on it. Well, 10 minutes of your time to someone else, you know, just in person, a bit of interaction makes someone's... It makes, makes a huge difference. Yeah. You know them days, you know them days when you're lonely mm. and you've just got no one and then all of a sudden a lovely human being just pops up and gives you that. It's all it takes. That, you know? Yeah, just yeah. That, that thing to say fucking all humans aren't fucking evil. Mm-hmm. It's oh, all it, it takes. It can, it can save lives, can't it? Just that, that little bit of interaction. And I think... Um, what you've just said there about suicide, you know, it's it's uh, it's massively important, and it gets swept under the carpet. And you, you know, all you hear about is coronavirus deaths, this and coronavirus deaths that. Well, people are forgetting that there's people that are that low that they're having to take their own life because they see no other way out. And I think the more people talk about it, people like yourself, you know, people that have got you know good following and clearly articulate you know themselves well on the topic. It's uh, it's massively important, and I think it's um, it's it's been brilliant for for us today um, to to have this chat with you, mate. So we, we really do appreciate your time, and um, well, thank congr- you, mate. Congratulations as well on on uh, what you've done with Kalnach and, and you know with your with your new lad. But um, no, that that's that's been brilliant for us, Darren. Really appreciated it, mate. Thanks very much. Yeah, Ciao, nice lad. for that, mate. Cheers.
Well, you know what? As soon as they said you were Scousers, it is what it is, lah. Yeah. If I can help a Scouser, I will. Doesn't matter. You're on it. Yeah, no, that's, that's what it's about. Yeah, mate. Love. All right. So whatever you do, have a um, good luck to you, lah. If I'm nice smashing one. it in a year, get me back on. Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. Have a nice time, mate. Have a nice time. Have a nice time. Have a nice time. How's it come off this? Should just say end. I think. Click your screen. Yeah, yeah, in a bit, bro. Till I meet you later.